Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the uh, Ripley's Odyssey 2022. We're looking at the latest Ripley's Believe It or Not book with its shiny metallic silver cover um, and slightly shite design. Uh, it says all new 2022. So we'll see. We'll see if we don't come across anything we've not covered before. Seems to be a lot of space to fill year on year if it's all new. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why the quality dropped a bit last year. Maybe this year's even worse. We haven't really got into it properly. Oh, I've just stumbled upon a really good cheese page, though. Mm-hmm. But we might come to that if the random number selector gives us it. Um, random page selector. What's it telling us to do? 233. That's quite near the back. I don't hold that much hope for that. Mm-hmm. The Australian Silo Art Trail. Across page 232 yeah. two and 233. Three. What's all this uh, about, then? These are silos in Australia. 44 painted silos depicting Australia's story through captivating images. <coughs> Excuse me. That's quite all right. Um, what is a yeah. silo, mate? I mean, I um, don't know if you've encountered this, but people use it a huge amount as a sort of a metaphor for business now. They do say, they? yeah, they go, oh, we, we, this company it's set up in separate silos. Right. Because that silo is like grain storage, isn't it, traditionally? Grain? Grain, yeah. Right, it kind of all, all, yeah, it sort of makes sense to me now, looking at these pictures of silos. Yeah. Now I know what people, the amount of time someone have gone, oh, it's sort of set up like silos here, and I just look blankly right. at the cunt. <laughs> what? Yeah, what do What's you mean? What's a silo? I don't know what a well, silo is, you cunt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it looks nice. There's been some art drawn. There's a couple of people falling uh, into some water. There is a one that's got uh, a water diviner with his stick. Uh, there's some more with um, a squirrel and a kingfish. Yeah, fuck this. Let's find another page. Let's not fuck about with this. There's nothing nothing there for us. I, I feel page like one. one of the main things that Ripley's Believe It or Not rely on is huge pieces of art, unusual art, like things, yeah. unusual things that have been painted very often things that have been painted with not paint but some other substance like there mm. will always be a sand painting like the most elaborate sand yeah. painting you can imagine for example yeah 
or someone's yeah. done a fucking image using like bread. You yeah, know? it's very image heavy, which is fine. That kind yeah. of thing, you know, it, it's entertaining. But for me, uh, we still haven't matched um, two years ago, and they just had a big golden retriever with four tennis balls in his mouth. <laughs> that was the peak moment, wasn't that was it? That was the best thing I've seen. Yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna suggest the page here. I'm going. I want you to go to page 198. 198. Yeah, I've given up on the random thing. I'm just flicking through and finding things I like the look of now. Now there's a what okay. you'll see in front Good. of you. There's t- there's two animals here. At the, the lower half of the page, there is an elephant. Yeah. And he has the greatest elephant hairstyle that I think I've ever seen. He looks um, like he's in an indie band from the nineties. <laughs> God. His hair is all combed forward mm. and his fringe is neatly trimmed across the, above his eyes. He's also got some um, makeup at the top of his trunk. And his name, tell us his name, Sam. Big Bob. Big Bob. Big Bob the elephant. Big with Bob, the fringe. big Bob. And there he is. And it says, uh, oh, no, that's not his name. Oh, and it's a she as well. This is all falling apart. It's an elephant it says, tress. Elephant Tress, yeah, it is. I should have been, I should have known. Look at her eyes. They're mm. lady elephant eyes. They're not Lovely. man elephant eyes. But she's not called Big Bob. And why not? She's called um, Sengamalam. And she's Sengam. from Tamil Nadu in India. This is my, uh, she... this is my wife, Sengamalam. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're both elephants. We like to stay in our own sit species, please, so to speak. Uh, uh, you're probably tempted to call her Big Bob, but please don't. She finds she, that quite offensive. She finds the, that uh, the, uh, the Ripley's Believe It or Not book has uh, mistakenly named her as Big Bob in the latest uh, uh, issue, mm-hmm. and we are currently in talks with the legal people about getting that rectified, or maybe getting some compensation from them, because it's, uh, it's very distressing for her. So, uh, she's not called Big Bob. It says she's from Tamil Nadu, She's gained fame worldwide for her bob-cut hairstyle. Her unique hairdo gets washed three times per day during the summer and at least once a day during other seasons. Her mahout, or caretaker, who goes by the name of Mr. Raja Gopal, uh, he notes that her haircut is only possible because of her quiet, gentle nature and willingness to receive regular grooming. Do elephants have hair? They have uh, little tufts. Yeah. They usually this have little is, tufts of, of hair. Nothing like this, usually. They don't beyond, usually let it, it grow out like this, mate. Yeah. Do they think, do they demand haircuts usually then? Because he says that she's quiet and gentle and got a willingness to receive regular mm. grooming. So do they storm around maybe brushing their foreheads against the ground? Get, trying or, to get the or, hair to come or off. Or rocks or something like that. Or maybe yeah. birds or swoop down and, and like scratch and nibble at their hair or something. I don't know. Maybe they still they the have to still the head to take, to make nests with. Mm. I don't know. So that's um that's Sengamalam or Big Bob, call her whatever you want. Uh but don't call her Big Bob. There above that is a turtle frog. Uh with a quirky appearance it says. Uh and uh yeah, it it's got the uh the the, the, the face of a turtle. But it's mm. a frog. Mm. And that is pretty much it for that. That well, it's, it's stance is something to behold, isn't it? It's got Quite a right, aggressive. It's got a proper, all right, cunt stance. Yeah. And it's got that thing yeah. that, like, bulldogs do, where it sort of put its paws pointing inwards at each other. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this is impressive animal. It uh, skips the tadpole stage altogether, which is also impressive. It transitions from an egg straight to a tiny baby frog. I miss tadpoles in my life. Mm. Don't know about you. Well, um, yeah, well, you're a kid and there's tadpoles everywhere. And then mm-hmm. you stop being a kid and you leave it like about 30 years or 20 years or something. And then uh, then uh, you have your own kids and suddenly tadpoles are back on the agenda again, aren't they? They re-emerge. And frog spawn. I can't remember interacting with any tadpoles uh, as a parent. I think they might, I the think kids I might heard, have done them at school. I had people talk. I had the kids talking about them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll tell you another party. thing that you only interact with when you're when you're a kid at like primary school, or mm. when your kids are that age. Um, Chris. Yeah, that's true. Um, the kids did that. They grew some Chris, but there's there's. I don't know if it's still going, but there's an annual Twitter Cress competition. Oh, is there? Some pe- some people on Twitter like to get together and try to grow Cress, and I think they do it for for charity, probably. Hmm. Uh, I've definitely seen that. These are adult humans. So I haven't not I haven't dealt with any Cress in years. I don't see the point. I'm not even a fan of the egg and Cress sandwich in particular, so nah, I've got no need for I'd, it. I'll just have the egg. Thanks very much. I don't yeah. know. Mar it with Cress. Hmm. Um, fucking pointless Chris yeah I mean it's one of those things that only exists for kids to experiment with growing that's it yeah I'm just looking uh, elsewhere on this uh, on this page uh, if swimming bat it says here if knocked into the water the greater bulldog bat another bulldog reference there mm-hmm. the greater bulldog bat from South America can swim using its wings as oars it is one of the few species of bat that is adapted to catch fish and it uses echolocation to detect water ripples made by fish then extends its sharp claws to catch and cling onto its prey so swimming bat um Again, mm. oh, hang on, hang on. I'll just give you this one, see what you think of this. Lion student. Mm, sounds good. Uh, an adult male lion was rescued from inside an elementary school in the Gursomnath district of Gwajrat, India. The lion had gone into a village in search of food but fled into the school after being disturbed and made his way up the stairs to the second floor. Fortunately, the school was empty at the time. That's like dog in a playground, but on a grander scale, isn't it? Lying yeah. in the fucking school. <laughs> fucking hell. There, but for the grace of God. Yeah, I mean, that's one of, the benef- one of the few benefits of living in the UK, I guess, is that there's no lions roaming. You don't send your kids to school in the morning worried about a lion getting them. Very few, very few lions. Uh, you could probably count on one hand the number the of lions. The ones that are on the loose. I mean, down in Devon and Cornwall, there's... Um, there's several lions on the loose, usually, if you look that up. Really? Well, no one's sure if it's just the one lion or right. or whether it's um, several lions that have escaped from... I think it might be the... Could it be the Marquis of Baths um, or some someone? No, one of these rich guys got their own private mm. zoo for a laugh. He's and, the one that used to wear a fez, didn't he? And yeah, he had several wives and, and that. Yeah, yeah, it might have been him, or or someone like him. They they let, and they don't look at. They have these private zoos to entertain themselves, but they don't really look after the animals properly. They don't keep them contained properly. So mm. <clears throat> every year, 
in the sort of yeah west country there is all sorts of sightings of, of uh, lions that just jump out usually they like late at night jump out of a bush in front of a car and the driver yeah. shits himself and just reverses away and then reports it mm. and that's that and the police know about oh yeah we know there's a lion but what are we supposed to do we're not equipped to to deal with lions what do you want us to do go go catch it Fucking lion, love our fucking hands off. Just leave it. Leave it to itself. It'll die eventually. It'll die out like the dinosaurs. <laughs> Don't feed it for fuck's sake. Just ignore it. It's like wasps. It just, just wants it. it'll it's go like, away. It's like all of these animals. It just wants attention. Lions you love might... attention. Don't get starve Don't... it of attention, and it'll soon die. You might find that if you're in, uh, sitting outdoors or in a beer garden and having a pint of cider, it might come along and it might buzz around the rim of your glass, try and lick some of the cider. Oh, just just sit still. Just <laughs> let it be and it'll go away of its own accord. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't try and swat it with your hand because you'll uh, just aggravate and anger if it. If you try and trap the lion under your glass, if, you, if you're successful, then you'll suffocate it. You'll watch it die slowly, and admittedly, that can be satisfying. But it's a it's a high-stakes game, because nine <laughs> times out of ten, you'll try and get the lion under your glass, and you'll miss. And that, you know, what you'll have then is a lion that's very bloody angry. You'll, you'll get maybe part of its head under the glass or one of its paws, but it's got four paws, so, you know, you're onto a loser there. It'll make I wouldn't recommend that at all. Three. What you need yep. to remember is... Attention is like oxygen to a lion. <laughs> so if you really want to suffocate it, ignore it. So there we are. Um, let's see if the random number generator can help us out with this book. 230? Fucking hell, there's 245 pages and this cunt's just hanging around the arse end of it. 230, we've just done 233. How fucking random is this? Well, maybe... That'd be good. Right. Floating fungus. Yeah, it's an eight, foot can, an eight foot canoe made out of mushrooms. Um, yeah. With a, a quite a attractive young lady floating around in her mushroom canoe. She has, she's got a very, very uh, delightful grin on her face. She's she very has, pleased yeah. with the uh, the mushroom canoe. Um, I'm trying to think of that and see if there's any facts that are interesting about it. Uh, she rode it across Eagle Scout Lake in Grand Island. Nebraska to raise awareness about the many ways fungi can help clean up the environment, like slowing climate change and fighting pollution. Yes, that's not all that interesting. She's uh, she could have done much better things with that uh, executive day trips, maybe. She um, should have rented it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, one of those experienced days. Red Letter Day, but, um, I think they're called, aren't they? Yeah. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. We've got here as well. A uh, 61-year-old postal worker from Yokohama, Japan, was arresting, arrested for hoarding 24,000 items of mail he had failed to deliver for 16 years since 2003. That's quite commonplace, I think. Mm. You always get a story like that once a year of some postman that just hasn't fucking bothered. Yeah, they Yeah, that keeps the mail or he just chucks it in a bush. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, to be honest. Mail. I mean, yeah. mail theft does... I mean, as I said before, my brother was a postman and he, he's... You know, he was a postman only for a couple of years when he was a teenager. He's full-time postie, and ever since then, he's remained extremely reluctant to send anything of importance or any value <laughs> through the mail. Trust it. Yeah, because he's seen yeah. it up close. He was at the West Central Sorting Office in Charing Cross, like really, That's the like most glamorous. It, yeah, it, but it was, uh, it was, a, it was an engine of mail. It was a huge. <laughs> it was the it was the mail engine that drove the whole national network right? fucking hell yeah but um, he used to come back with all sorts of fucking stories about the shenanigans that went on it was quite yeah. a rough place to work actually he was quite young and one night he um, won the, in the like the, the what do they call it the relaxation room I'm sure it wasn't called that but mm. you know like they had a common room where you could just there was mm. vending machines and whatnot. but there was a fruity and my brother would play on it in his break mm. And he was playing on it, and suddenly he came up massive, and the fruity just started chugging out fucking pound coins like nobody's business. But it was madness. And he said, everyone just swarmed it. There was no apology about it. It was like, it started showing. And he was one of the younger ones. He was 16 or something, and all the old grizzled postmen and that. It was like, there there was no apology. It was just everyone swarmed. The hands went in, and it was just grab as much as you can when you can, and then leg it absolutely no sense of honour or camaraderie among the postmen no but he did get enough to come home that night he used to come home on, a, on his motorbike and he was me and, and my other brother the one who's still living at home he wasn't working and I was at school so Don was the only one bringing him money and he came home that night and he'd managed to salvage enough to get a one of those cartons of fags right yeah one of those big, one of those large cartons they, of fags. Do they call them a sleeve? Yeah, like a sleeve he, of fags. And he he got half of the fags in there and gave them to my other brother Cass, right? B and H, if I remember rightly. Yeah. And he kept the other half, and he bought something for himself. And for me, he got me a large fruit and nut, one of those, not one of the biggest ones, but you know, bigger than your normal one, and yeah. a jumbo bag of of Watsits. Right? Nice. Now, in arguments, that was... So my brother was 16, which means I would have been eight, which means this all took place in about 1983, right? Mm -hmm. This incident where he was swarmed in the post office and then came away with enough to buy us those treats. It is now 2021. It, it like, as recently as 2018, in in the course of an argument, my brother Don will still bring up the time he brought... Cass fags and me chocolate and what's it's from the post office what? as if we still owe him something for that 
Yeah, oh, all this. Hell. You've got fucking short memories, haven't you? Everything I fucking did for you when we were kids. And you're like, what are you talking about? You fucking know that day I brought back the fags for him and the fucking cheesy what's-its for you. It's still, in his mind, it still carries water and we've been, like, you know, obliged to pay him back for that night ever since. And it was just the ill-gotten gains of his gambling. He put his hands behind his head and sat back and thought, right, that's me that's done. That's me, I'm That's all the life. goodwill they're going to need. Yeah. Exactly. Dying out of yeah. that forever. But um, I'm just wondering if, if horses are measured in hands, mm. are fags measured in sleeves, if they're called a sleeve of fags? Yeah, I guess so, Maybe yeah. Maybe that's a, that's a recognised measurement. It could be. It might not be. I don't know. Here's some stupidity. It's on the same page. Gross, gross stupidity. Um, two men were arrested in Floorwood, Mississippi, on suspicion of trying to claim a $100,000 lotto jackpot by gluing the winning numbers onto a losing ticket. Now, that is grotesquely it's, idiotic. So silly bastards. That's like when someone takes a fucking newspaper and cuts the letters out and tries to do a ransom note. <laughs> or a Sex pistol single cover. Yeah, it's quite good, um, though. I quite like that. I've never done that, but I've always wanted to. Yeah, we'll do a new logo. We'll do it like that. Yeah. In that style Um So, I mean, Jesus Christ. There's another decent one on this page. Floyd Hayes from Brooklyn, New York, loves beer so much that he registered a pint of it as an emotional support animal to carry on public transport. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a real problem there. That's, yeah. That, I mean, come on, for fuck's sake, mate. You're not right in the head. You don't You don't need that. You don't need anything. You certainly don't need that. <laughs> Mind you, um, I know we've talked about this in an inordinate amount, but why should we stop? In Get Back, and everyone, when I keep seeing, you know, John with Yoko sat, in, sat next to him the whole time, mm. and for all these years, people have made out that Yoko was some sort of demon witch who broke up the Beatles <laughs> by... Yeah by just her presence and she was awful yeah. and you know as, as some people would have you believe she was almost grabbing the guitars and trying to write the songs herself and you watch it and in fact Yoko comes out of this whole business of seeming like an, a legend to me I mean she's just she's, there in her wonderful outfits reading the paper and just having yeah, a nice time she, she's good as gold the old time isn't she's she she's good as gold she and the thing is right and everyone's one. like oh John Lennon he was off his rocker by this point I tell you what it is, and this is relevant to this Floyd Hayes thing, is sometimes, right, in life you can feel insecure and or worried or anxious. And when you're like that, there's something that can be... that There's sometimes having something else near you can, mm. for whatever complex psycho-emotional reasons, bring you comfort. Now, in Floyd Hayes' case, that was a pint of beer. With many children, mm. it might be a cuddly toy or a blanket that they don't exactly. feel safe with yeah. out there. But, it, yeah. you know, it's wrong to think that it doesn't happen in adulthood. Everything that John Lennon had been through, i.e. his whole mm. adult life being in the spotlight, would have obviously led to all sorts of, like, anxiety issues and stuff like that. And he was at stages in life where he's in love with this woman. And he seems very quiet. To me, he doesn't seem like he's on drugs at all. From what I know about heroin, all that stuff, oh, he seems a bit heroiny. I'm looking at that thinking, no, he seems alert and creatively, but he seems quiet, like he might be feeling anxious. And that's the old reason he's got his Doris there with him, because her presence makes him feel more comfortable and relaxed and able to function and work. 
It won't last forever, but, the, but at the, that point in his life, that is what he needs. And the other thing as well, it was it was only a, a week or two before that was filmed that Yoko had suffered the, a second miscarriage. Right, oh, well, so, okay. There you go. I, I mean, didn't know, you know that. Uh, yeah, of course she's going to... So she him needed him. him. He needed yeah. her. He goes, I've got to record this album. And she's like, I really feel... I mean, I've just had this miscarriage. It's very traumatic. I don't feel like being alone. And he goes, well, I don't feel like leaving you alone. But I tell you what, I am John yeah. Lennon. It is my band. I think the lads will be fine if you just come along with me. And all I need is you don't need to talk or be involved. Just by being near me, we will make each other feel more comfortable about life. Mm. And there's something, not only not only is that perfectly okay, there's something quite beautiful about it. And mm. it makes you realise that all these, like, uh, Yoko, I mean, Yoko Ono, the word Yoko Ono has become like a metaphor for anything poisonous that has destroyed something Well, it's good. just mis- misogynist, isn't it? It's misogynist, exactly it's what it is. Born, yeah. out of the, born out of the period that it was. And Haven't also, I mind. saw John Lennon doing an interview with, with the appalling Michael Parkinson the other day on YouTube. <laughs> Misogyny. Right. And um, he was, and Yoko was there in the studio and it was the 70s and Michael Parkinson is obviously an awful pompous dickhead and was like only too happy to confront Yoko with uh, sexism and racism really. And John Lennon was going on like, you know, yeah, it's, a lot of it's just racist because she's Japanese. Yeah, there's that as well, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, I'd mind you, get, having said we that, we should get Yoko said, on as a human of honour, mate. Well, of course, yeah, definitely. Having said that, mind you, uh, after the get back sessions, they carried on recording and they did the Abbey Road album afterwards. And during that session, uh, Yoko had a bed delivered into the studio, yeah. so she kind Why of not? Uh, her her part grew slightly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that might have irritated. She also there was a big row when she she nicked one of George Harrison's digestive biscuits that was on top of his amp. Right, uh, and he, he he kicked off about that. So Fucking, I tell you what, George Harrison comes out of it worse to me than Yoko does. He was kicking off about fucking everything. He was he was very irritated, I, wasn't he, George? And he's got everything. the fucking Harry Krishnas there with him, right? Mm. So he's the one who's come back from India, giving it the old. Oh, I'm totally, yeah, that's true. I, I'm yeah. totally enlightened now. I'm at peace. I've found tranquility, right, and and all the rest of it, and wisdom. But then he's like, but don't let me fucking biscuit or I'll let the band. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that? How's all yeah. the old uh, Indian spiritualism working out for you? It's Chill all out, very George. well till someone nicks your biscuit. Then suddenly the toys are out of the pram, aren't they, mate? You've got a whole fucking packet. You're a beetle. Yeah. You can get my, send Mal Evans out to get some more. Well, that was the biscuit I wanted best. That was my favourite one I wanted. I'm not playing the guitar anymore for the rest of the day. <laughs> It was the one at the top. I'll let you leave it in the air to soften it a bit before I have it. That's the way I like them. I'm a beetle. Right, that's it. I'm going home. You'll have to get Eric Clapton. <laughs> He's fucking worse than Elton John, that fella. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep going back to the Get Back film, I think, probably indefinitely for as yeah. long as we live. Well, there's um, something in there that's relevant to everything. <laughs> isn't fucking, there? Yeah. The whole thing is All just human life is there. Every little completely. dynamic that you will ever find yourself involved with is there. But I'm glad you mentioned yeah. Mao because Mao is, I think, probably my favourite person in it so far. But Mao's I remember I haven't finished he? it. But Mao yeah. is a, a wonderful man. Actually, someone sent us, um, uh, I think he's Wikipedia or something to do with him recently. He did have a remarkable life. It was a sad end. 
I really? almost didn't. I almost tweeted about this during the get back loving on Twitter, but then I thought I don't want to bum people out too much. But Mal ended up. Uh, he was he was killed by police in America. Um, he was living in. I think he was living in um, a hotel or a motel or something. And he was he'd been working on his memoirs, uh, and he'd had an argument with his wife and um, or girlfriend at the time, and the police were called. And he he was holding an air rifle, I think. Right. Um, and they they took him out and shot him. Wow. I don't think he pointed at them or anything like that. It was it was quite innocuous, but yeah, that, that was 1976. So, Poor um, old man. Really Seems like a nice but, guy. I read as well that his memoirs haven't been published, but they've recently been unearthed or something like that, so they're, they're going to uh, do and something was he, with them. He was like their main roadie, right? He was their roadie. He started out just in the Cavern Club in Liverpool. And, and he was, was like, he just their he, mate? basically. Yeah, well, he was just a fan and he went to watch them every dinner time in the Cavern Club when they used to play and right. he got to know them. And then, because he was a big cunt, he became their security right. and roadie sort of thing and he was just with them the whole time, yeah. So, uh Yeah, he was, and they obviously cool. trusted, there's a lot of bits where no one knows what to do and they sort of turn to Mao and he kind of smooths things over. Yeah. And he writes down but, the lyrics for them as they go along. I mean, what an incredible he, privilege that must have been. I think he was kind of jettisoned a bit once the group split because obviously everybody went in different directions and there was mm. no real reason for Mal to be around any of them kind of thing and he, he's, his life sort of spiralled depression and all that kind of thing. It, kind of like when footballers retire. Yeah. Danny Ginola was talking about it on I'm a Celebrity last night. Was he? About the, the, feeling, the feeling, you know, when it ends you're and forgotten. you've had 18 years or whatever of all that camaraderie and your life being regimented and mm. the, the the rush you get from scoring a goal in front of 50,000 people mm. and all that kind of thing and then suddenly one day you wake up and that's completely gone mm. and uh, how tough that is that's horrible yeah and, I, did, um, I did a a reset with um, Tony Cotty about I've done a few footballers yeah. on the reset but Tony Cotty in particular was very yeah, eloquent speaking about that particular yeah. thing and how tough yeah. it is. Yeah, the loneliness that you feel uh, and the way in which you're felt forgotten quite quickly. Um, I mean, my daughter said, will you feel like that, Dad, when the podcast end? And I said, yeah, yeah, probably will. But I don't want to talk about it or think about it right now. They'll never end. They hope not, for everyone's sake. <laughs> so uh, not there least, we go. Not least the fans. <laughs> <laughs> The dwindling number of fans because we're trying to whittle it down to the ultimate number one fan, aren't we? One well, fan that's only. the ambition. Yeah, I hope it doesn't that's end before ambition. we've achieved that. Once we get to that, we're sorted. Um, right, we'll leave it there. I've found yeah. a page that's quite interesting, but we'll do it in the next one, maybe. So um, this isn't over. We're going to conquer this fucking book. And make, Every last make the fucking best of corner it. of it. Yeah. So thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.